Hour number two, kicking off here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Hour number two, headlines are brought to you by Knoxville Smiles. Do you want to smile, Bob? Let me go ahead. Let me see it. Give me a good smile. It's too early, man. Too early? <laughs> Nothing to smile about <laughs> yeah. in your life? Okay, you made me laugh, so you caught a smile there. That is one of my favorite uh, viral posts from from years where the guy's sitting there on his Facebook and someone's like, you should smile more. Nothing to smile about in my life, he says. <laughs> but Dr. Stephen Malone and his staff can get you smiling and get you proud of your smile. They do it all. Veneers, implants, Invisalign. If you want to get your teeth straight... Or even restorative procedures or just straight up tooth removal. You can contact Knoxville Smiles at 865 539 1776 to set up an appointment. That's 865 539 1776. You can take a virtual tour of their state of the art West Knoxville facility at KnoxvilleSmiles.com. KnoxvilleSmiles.com. All right, Sam, what do you got? Thanks, John. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Apple has gotten into a little bit of a sports app realm here. We got Apple is launching Apple Sports, their new up-to-date scoreboard app for all major sports. Um, it's going to include pretty much anything. You know, you got NBA, NHL, MLS, uh, some soccer right now, Premier League and NCAA basketball. Uh, they said once the seasons start for NFL, MLB, college football, WNBA, all that stuff, those will be added. Uh, but yeah, Apple's getting into the getting into the game on on getting a sports app out there. There's still an app that I have an idea for, but I just don't. I don't have the drive. I don't have the follow through. I don't have the technology. My friend's sister can create apps, so I thought maybe talking to her. But Bob, you got anybody we could talk to about creating an app, sports uh, app? Not to like broadcast games because you know I don't I don't know if we have the, we'll be able to get the rights and all that but like I want I feel like there's a in my mind it's crazy to me that this isn't out there maybe it isn't I've missed it but like an app with sports that a you know of course has your scores and everything but b also has the capability to to regionally and and city by city or wherever you're at you put in your information you put in what cable you have and it will tell you what channel all these games are on. Like, not just the channel, like, not just, like, oh, it's on ESPN, but, like, boom, it's on 1205. Mm. You, you put Comcast in, boom, 1205, oh, the Pac-12 network, boom, channel 1634, whatever it is. And, like, you can put that wherever you're at. It just syncs it up for you. And, it, you know, maybe even you set you alerts whenever, you know, games are within three minutes or something of school, you know, close. You want local guides on an app. Yeah. And, like, just the, yeah, it has the actual channel for yeah. you, too, because so many times, and I'm sure a lot of people that are less savvy than me are looking and saying, okay, this channel, where's it at? How do I find it? Or you at the bar, and God knows the bartender can't find it. Poor girl last night couldn't even find ESPN. I'm like, how can you not find ESPN? I don't even have Comcast. I haven't had Comcast in 10 years. Like, 12.05. It's channel 12.05. He's trying to watch ESPN. <laughs> to answer your question, yes, I I have uh, I have people who— Can you uh, get them on this and yeah, just kick me like 10% and we'll call it even? Well, to take it a step further, the, the app that I felt would be— a killer app would be. Um, By the way, just before he gives this, this is our intellectual property, and if you come up with this, we're going to sue you for it. Well, I think some people are getting bits and pieces of this anyway. But this was a couple of years ago when the whole situation was you had all these subscriptions to manage for streaming services. It'd be great to have one place where 
you know, it handles all your passwords, handles all your billing. It's like a one-stop shop for all that stuff. Because right now, speaking for myself, I can't keep up with uh, Apple TV Plus and Paramount Plus and Disney Plus. All these subscription fees that come rolling around, and they all are separate, and they're all, you know, it's like I'd like them in one place. There is there is a app i saw that like you can pretty much put that in and it helps you cancel stuff that you're not using anymore yeah. i don't remember what it's called but i heard it advertised on a podcast once same i th- i think it's there was like some sort of rocket money yeah that's yeah. what it is yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah but um so yeah i i'm with you i think there's there's a lot of things that would simplify the situation this I, I played around with this Apple Sports app yesterday, and to Sam's point, it's missing a few things. I think they're still on the development trail, but uh, make no mistake, they they put this thing out because of the MLS season kicking off, and they have yeah. the rights on Apple to MLS games, and so they're really trying to promote that. But it would also be great, and did it say it in this one, Sam? I haven't looked yet in terms of can you actually – Probably only if it's an Apple Sports property, um, like MLS games. Can you actually maybe, if you're an Apple TV Plus subscriber, can you click from that app into live action of the game? I believe you can. Yeah, that's kind um, of a cool yeah. twist. Yeah. That I have to say, but they only have that, and they have a little bit of baseball, and that's it. Does does ESPN not offer that? Uh, they do you not do- click into like ESPN Plus, like if you're if it's showing the score, is, is there not like a icon there to hit watch if it's on their program good question off of the just the regular espn app that's a good question i don't I, yeah i, I, was gonna say, I know it. they i know they have that on their website yeah definitely i don't, I don't ever use the espn app though i don't know yeah yeah well that's boy that's a whole other can of worms that we've talked about the espn plus stuff is so confounding with all the re-logins and everything else you have to do do we think that apple Ever rolls around in the mud with gambling, because like they, they you know they're going to have all the gambling lines on there. If you have a sports app, you pretty much have to have the lines on there now. But like ESPN, of course, decided to roll around in the mud with gambling and and bought their own their own service. So it sounds it sounds like they're kind of already doing that, John. This says. Um, the app will feature live betting odds from DraftKings. Even though it right, right, live a, betting odds from DraftKings. But does it, that mean it, that you can go and bet yeah, on so DraftKings, I, yeah. or is it just linking you to DraftKings? Yeah, I think it might just be linking it to you. Yeah, so no activation basically. Them, yeah, that's where they're getting in the business of actually like bankrolling it and yeah, offering it right there from their app. Maybe maybe it is just a partnership, and maybe they don't want to do that, but they want to get paid by DraftKings or whatever. I just wonder if that was like kind of the end game, how these all these companies started making their own movies and like having their own movies on their service. And instead of buying movies, they're like, hey, we'll just make them ourselves and put them on our streaming services. If eventually, if you start getting into the sports, if you're like, how do we make more money on sports? That's getting people gambling on the sports. Well, they're going to gamble anyways. Why not let them gamble right here on our place? Most people lose gambling. That's extra money. But then at the same time, it felt a little beneath Apple to become like, an online casino. Felt a little too respectable for that. Yeah. Any other headlines? Uh, yeah. In golf yesterday, uh, Joaquin Neiman of Live Golf has been invited to the 2024 Masters. Uh, he also he receives a special invitation uh, along with Thorborn Olsen from Denmark, along with uh, 
Ryo Hisatune from Japan. Um, but yeah, this is a big one for, for Joaquin Neiman. Obviously, live golfers uh, aren't eligible for the, for the majors. You know, he's outside of the top 50 in the world, uh, which would have qualified him for the Masters, but was clearly inside of the top 50 when he left for live. Uh, was 23 when he left, but was ranked number 18 in the world. Being in live, those those events don't count towards official world golf ranking points. Uh, so he's dropped all the way down into 81 in the world now. So he's outside of that top 50 threshold to get in. So he gets an extension, uh, an invitation, I guess, from from Augusta. So wait, are the other golfers at live are they are they not going to be eligible for the Masters? No. I mean, unless you've won a major, basically, but like. So any major winner is automatically qualified. Yeah. Of all time. Well, in a in a certain time period. Okay. It goes back like ten or fifteen years. It's so like Phil. Like that. I guess Phil won the U.S. Open. Phil, yeah, Phil will whatever. Phil will be in there. Um, well, and he's won a Masters, so you play. Oh, yeah, if you win the Masters, won a Masters. Yeah, of course you get to come um, back anytime, sure. But like, yeah, you'll see like Brooks Kepka there. Um, so DeChambeau won a ma- won a major. He'll be there. Trying to think of other big names. It won't affect anybody at the top, of course, with John Rahm. And yeah, Dustin Rahm will Johnson be back as a. This Cam is, Smith, he's won a major, right? Cam Smith. Yes, he's won the Open. Yeah. Okay, I just wondered if there was any actual names that we'd care about that wouldn't be able to go. Yeah, this is Patrick this is kind Green, of one of those young guys Masters. that's outside of that top fifty okay. threshold that was obviously inside of it for a very long time when he was on the PGA Tour, but he gets an invite to the Masters this year. Well, if he's getting invited. Then they probably wouldn't. If, if he's getting special rules made for him, then they probably wouldn't let anybody get miss out. That was worth a damn. Yeah, they said that this I mean, might he's solid. be. solid. I like watching him play. But. He is very good. They said it might just be in part. Also, um, he got back in. I believe it was 2018 when he qualified for like the Latin America winner of the amateur event, basically. So they do a couple uh, amateur events where the winner of an international amateur event gets into the Masters, and he won that a while back. So I think that's kind of a reason why as well. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, and then also uh, we got some some TV rights here. The Prime Video paying a record $120 million uh, to stream their NFL playoff game for 2024. What does is, what is that number signify, Bob? $120 million seems steep for one game. It's high, it's higher than the peacock rights that we've been talking about for the Chiefs Dolphins game that just ran in the playoffs last month. Um, that was 110 million. Okay, so that's not and Peacock paid just 110 million dollars just for that one game, just for that one game. Okay, because I know of course they have the the deal at NBC, you know, with Sunday Night Football and kind of the same yeah. way that Amazon has the Thursday Night deal. So this is just a a la carte add on, 120 million dollars for one game. I mean, Peacock probably would tell you it was worth it for, from their perspective, right? Because they set a, a record for signups and, and, and getting people actually converted. Yeah. Now, whether or not how many people, you know, how many people have stayed, we don't really know yet, right? But for Amazon, I guess, uh, how many subscribers would you even need to justify $120 million? Is it, a, is it a status thing of saying, hey, we have a playoff game and we're legitimate now in sports? Is it like a test run for something bigger? Is it all of the above? I think it's all of the above. And, and Amazon, you know, clearly from a streaming perspective, has a wide, much wider base for Prime Video than Peacock did. So their ability to, you know, get a, an ROI on this or something close to that is going to be 
more beneficial than what Peacock experienced. But I, to your point, I think NBC felt it was still probably worth it for them to do what they did with the Peacock rights. So um, this to me, I, I've always felt Amazon overspends to begin with, so this doesn't surprise me. I don't think they care. They, you know, they've, they've got more money than God right now, so they can keep, keep freewheeling like that. Yeah, it's not tricking if you got it, I guess. So $120 million, that's fine. It's the same as other companies spending $50 million, $40 million, Who cares? Something that Sam had in his list of headlines, so I don't want to steal it from you, Sam, but I want to make sure we cover it because John was talking about it when we were talking about the Apple Sports app about sports betting. Um, they just uh, released some numbers about sports betting totals for 2023 terms of overall handle and sportsbook revenue in the year 2023 they uh, there was nearly 120 billion dollars in handle um that's up almost 30 percent from 2022 i kind of want to talk a little bit about that a little bit more about that after the break yeah it's it's fascinating um and it's boy i've always called it the new age like um what we went through in the early 1900s with prohibition and and liquor it's it ain't going away man it's it's just continuing to grow coach polinski will join us at 9 20 as we talk some ball basketball and get ready for this stretch run that's going up at 9 20 in hour three we'll talk some nfl the remainder of the show but yeah next i want us to kind of stay on this this gambling story and, and kind of dive into that just a little bit more it's the morning show on fan run radio Ever been the so record setting sports betting handle and revenue? That's for the entire year, $120 billion for the entire year, yes, and about $11 billion in revenue. So that's you know, after all the all the bets are paid. All the winnings are paid. So New York alone lost $1.7 billion gambling. Do we have the numbers? And maybe, Sam, this is something you can Google while I talk and install. But do we have the numbers on, like, the state lottery and how much revenue is brought in from that? That's a good question. I'd be interested to see how that compares because we think of the idea of sports betting for a lot of people is that it's more attainable. Success is more attainable when it comes to betting on sports versus playing the lottery. That's why I know it wouldn't be exactly apples to oranges when you're comparing it or whatever, but I was just interested in how much revenue. Looks like, uh, well, I need to, it doesn't specify if it was 2023, but $10.5 billion. Okay. Uh, in combined sales and net win. That's in the entire country or in? That's New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so still quite a bit bigger than, still almost, what, nine times bigger, roughly? Yeah. Eight times bigger. Okay. But, yeah, like, the, I don't know how long the New York lottery's been around, but I'd imagine a lot longer than the sports betting who just that just got, like, legalized, I want to say last year or two years ago inside New York. So we'll see how those numbers kind of trend. Do we think sports betting affects the lottery at all? 
Like, would you rather? If you'd rather, would you rather go buy twenty dollars of lottery tickets or just put you in a parlay? Yeah, I'll take a parlay. I feel like that's. I feel like a lot of people probably agree with that. Like, I wonder how it's effect impacted like Tennessee's like local scratch off market. <laughs> the people I see buying scratch offs, I don't feel like probably are betting on their apps. Now they had like a slot machine or something on the apps. Maybe you'd find some people doing that. But for now, it's still still just the sports gambling. So I would say. If you told them about parlays, though, do you think they'd get into it? Hey, come here, young blood. Let hey. me show you this. <laughs> you can take I... that five dollars and do that scratch off, or you could do this five team parlay. And it doesn't have to be completely up to chance. <laughs> exactly. You could feel like you're controlling this. This is like you. They lay out all the scratch offs, and you get to pick the ones you want. Mm-hmm. How about that? Bob, you bet on sports from time to time, right? Yes. Did you bet on sports time to time to time before it was legalized? And you don't have to answer that if you're worried about the police listening. But I'm, I'm interested, like, if that's something you've always kind of done. If you took the time to go offshore, because you know, ever since I've basically been like 16 or 17, I've been gambling in one way or the other, having some action on at least at some point during the year. I don't think there's been a full year where I haven't gone without, you know, putting a sports bet in. And and that dates back to, you know, paying my mother to use her debit card on Bovada or going to Western Union, going to Walmart, having to lie to people about money grams. Why are you sending so much money to the Philippines? Oh, <laughs> uh, I went on a mission trip there. I send it back to them sometimes. Nice. Nice answer. I was like, hey, mind your business, Walmart lady. Just make sure it's in U.S. dollars. Because there's nothing worse than when you would try to go send that money and they'd be like, hey, it's five dimes. would be like, you got to make sure it's in U.S. dollars. And I'd be like, okay. And then I'm telling them at Walmart and they're messing up and I'm have, they're misspelling one of the middle names because they give you four damn names. First, last name, second last name. And they're throwing a middle name sometimes. And you're like, does that go on the... The first line, or do I put it as a middle name? And then you're back, and you're on the phone, and you're trying to, well, no, you misspelled it. It's There's a U before the E. It's got to be right for the ID. And then, then they're asking questions again about why you're sending so much money. So, yes, I've been in the mud for a long time, breaking the law. I was curious if you were someone who did it before it became legalized. And, again, you don't have to answer if you're worried about the police, but. I'm not worried about the police. I'm worried about my wife. Um, <laughs> Never mind. No, no. I honestly, no. That that was attempted comedy. The um, the only time I would do sports betting was when I was in Vegas, and okay. I would and I'd definitely work the sports book when I was there. Uh, loved that. As a matter of fact, just the experience in general, just hanging and you know, following. But no, I really didn't get into it till it was legalized. I was curious about that because I think you know it's similar. You called it prohibition. I, I think it's. You know, maybe the liquor comparison does work overall, but for me, I think about it in terms of weed. Yeah. And how many more people probably are willing to smoke weed when it becomes legalized. Like, of course, you always had your potheads and people that liked weed that, you know, did it in high school and college and kind of kept doing it and would, you know, have some there at night by their bed or, you know, still dabbled in it or whatever. But there's probably a lot of people that didn't want to roll around with, with, shady people and having to like risk jail time getting caught buying uh, an eighth of weed so they could smoke at their house. So they probably just gave it up. But then it becomes legalized. It's in stores, you know, across the, the country. And people probably are like, oh, yeah, I can stop by and get a one of these new pens. I can get back and get me a gummy or something similar. 
So that would be kind of like what you're saying. You were to sports gambling in the sense of like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to deal with any shady people or finding a, a local bookie or doing one of these offshore accounts and having them hack it to my bank account. So I, I'm good. I'll just give it up. But once it became legal and accessible, they did win you over. Right. I, and I certainly, I, I guess I lived vicariously through it. I had friends, you know, who, you know, dealt with Fat Jack and all these other people. And, you know, and so I'd be. Fat Jack's a good bookie name. Yeah. And so. You don't want to cross Fat Jack, Sam. <laughs> Fat Jack's got goons. So. I'd be out watching college football, for example, or NFL football with this crew. And and I I got the entertainment out of just watching them go back and forth with, you know, the agony and the ecstasy and everything else. So I always – I felt like I was kind of connected to it, but I didn't have any skin in the game. Um, but now that it's legalized, yeah, I, and I put a little bit of money aside. I don't hit it too hard, but I definitely participate. Okay. Because, like, it's hard to be a sports fan – in 2024 and not just be hit over the head with the ads. I mean, they're no. everywhere. Yeah. And I'm curious how many people out there that consider themselves big sports fans have completely like abstained from this. Because I've started like, explaining it to my mom before. Yeah. My, mine like, too. Mine, mine, you know, we, we ran the ads on FanDuel or whatever here on the station and she would listen and call and be like, you know, how do I get the, the free money they're giving away? And I was like, well, okay, you just got to make an account and bet $5. And I think she deposited like Thirty dollars and won like a hundred. It's like okay, I'm done. Uh, I've had fun. That's good. But yeah, no, I mean, like, so to hear your mom be interested in it, it's not surprising. It's fascinating. I think about it now. Like uh, just the other night when we were watching the Missouri Tennessee game, and um, I'm on the thread with the RTI guys, and the back and forth is not just about the game, but it's also about, you know. What line did you get in on? You know, did you get the halftime line? Did you, you know, some, one of the guys was like, I was lucky to get in at Tennessee minus two and a half. And that was never part of the conversation until just the last couple of years. And I think it's great. It adds to the, it just adds to the whole dialogue and narrative about it. Well, it's good and bad. It's good and bad because hearing where someone got in, if it's your friend, if it's somebody you care about, that's fine. But it's very also close to the, the fantasy football conversations that we don't want to hear of like, oh man, I got, yeah. I lost my, my, had my best guy on my bench. Okay, we don't care. Yeah. Oh, he scored a touchdown that's at the end, and point. I lost by two points. That, like, okay, we don't care. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, that's true. Now, your friends, and you care about that, and, like, if you're in a group and you, you talk gambling, that's fine. Right. I would say a, I would say most of the people that I talk gambling with were probably already gambling when it was not legal, although maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe if I actually did a, um, you know, a – sweep of the people of who I talk about it with and who did it. Maybe it is just a bunch of people that started. But also, like, yeah, I mean, seeing people post their $3 parlays is yeah, that's, that's a little bit like their fantasy teams, too. I got to say, when I see that stuff on social media and it's somebody I might be linked to, but I'm not really, I don't know them that well. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't care. Yeah. That's I get that. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. But, like, you can't escape it. So I'm wondering how many people are out there are just like, I've never put a bet in at all. And I live in a legalized state. Because it'd be hard to turn away from. And I also have sympathy for people that maybe want to quit. But, like, you can't really quit gambling and still enjoy the telecast without getting that itch. Because, oh, my God, Vince Vaughn's giving me money now. Wow, I could try this new sports book and get new free things. And, wow, live betting after every play. I'll tell you what's frustrating is when we're down, then we'll be down there like at spring break, right around SEC tournament time in Florida. Yeah. Can't do it. I'm blocked. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, 
And boy, when that state goes legal, that state, California, Texas, I mean. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Florida is now legal, right? They've got a very small pocket. It's like it's not wide through okay. the state. So like near the Seminole Tribe or whatever, because I know they run correct. kind of the yeah. That just happened the in the last couple of months. But, okay, but it's not a it's not a statewide okay lift yet. Well, I was gonna say I have a friend who lives in Gainesville, and I think it reaches him. Yeah, in Gainesville. I don't know, you know, where you're gonna be at yeah. spring break or where the pockets are, or whatever. But I didn't know at least there wasn't a complete ban in Florida. Because yeah, I dealt with the same thing when I was down in Tampa. I was having to call my friends back here and tell them to log in. I had to delete the app off my phone so they couldn't track me and be like, hey, put this in for me. That's yeah, not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. That's what I miss the days of Fat, uh, Fat Jack. I could just call him. Fat Jack. Hey, Fat Jack, I need a dime on the Vols. Come on. They're going to cover. Just got a text from my wife. She's listening. Said, we'll discuss your gambling habit when you get home. Uh, well, I, I tried to. Then a wink emoji, so she's playing along. I, I tried to, to steer you away. I tried to steer you away. I thought it was the police you were worried about. I, I didn't think about being a family man. Yeah, we're good. We're good. You know, what's interesting in these numbers, too, um, so the numbers are up in year-over-year terms, but part of it is, too, there's – there were new states added. Sure. Kentucky, Maine, Massachusetts, Nebraska, and Ohio. As a matter of fact, it says here Iowa, this or Iowa, Ohio has quickly established itself as a sports betting hotbed, bringing in nearly a billion dollars, ranking as the fourth highest earning state in the country. Well, Tennessee was in the near the top two, I believe, in the highest earning states as well. Yeah. I'm looking here. At well, it seems like one of those things that doesn't slow down, though. Like, I was going to ask you if you thought there was a bubble. Yeah. A bubble that bursts or whatever, but I, it doesn't feel like one of those industries oh. that a bubble bursts. It feels like an industry like tobacco. I mean, I guess the tobacco bubble eventually did burst when you realize, oh, wait, it gives you cancer and people quit smoking. But, like, I say tobacco in the sense of and maybe this is where the alcohol more comes into it. Of, oh, it's fun. I enjoy drinking. I'm going to spend more money drinking. When I drink, I want to drink more. Or I want to smoke more. I get addicted to it. So it's not like until the well dries up and people realize, oh, wait, I lost all my money. Oh, so-and-so jumped off the bridge. Yeah, three-team parlay didn't come through. And you got a couple people jumping off bridges and such. If California ever legalizes it and the, the Golden Gate Bridge gets a, a a boost of business, like maybe then we'll have a national conversation. But until then, yeah, it doesn't seem like one of those that slows down. It just keeps ramping up and ramping up. Because if you live in one of the states that doesn't have it, you probably have lawmakers pushing for it. Like, hey, we're wasting all this money. That's what happened with Kentucky, like because Kentucky didn't have it for a while, but they had it in Indiana, they had it in Tennessee, and surrounding states. People were just driving to the different states to do it. So you want to <clears throat> do a little quiz on who the – I found the top – we said Ohio is already the fourth in terms of uh, earnings, okay, revenue. Want to take a guess at the top three? We may have already shaded the first one or four. Yeah, I was going to say New York's probably number one, right? They're number one. You're, uh, number two – See, I don't. This is you're gonna run into like you don't know which states are legalized. Cause California's not. I don't. Is Texas legalized? I no. I was gonna say I don't think Texas is legalized either. Number two. That'd be New Jersey. You got it. New Jersey's number two, just out of shade over one billion. So now what's yeah. number three? Mm. It's not Tennessee, is it? Because Tennessee, no. Tennessee in the top. They're not in the top four. That's okay. all I've. Okay. I'm able to see. I would guess it's one of those states that lets you do player props. Illinois? John. 
you know, you're gambling. It's Illinois. Yeah. If only I got, they gave me a free bet for nailing this. Yeah. Um, Give me some credit. Come on. I need my, need my three-team parlay. Please. And a, and a listener just texted me and said, yes, you're right. Not totally legal in Florida yet. However, you can wager on DFS stuff like prize picks and underdog. The Daily Fantasy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit of a workaround. Because I know that there is now. I don't really know how to get around it in Tennessee. But I know that you can do some of the player props in college through a different site. But it's not deemed as gambling on college players. I don't really understand the workaround. But what's the fourth state? That is Ohio. We already said that. Yeah, yeah. We said that one, right? Yeah. Okay. So but, I mean, not not surprising when you look at just the, you know, Jersey screams gambling. I don't know if Atlantic City apps <laughs> like up there if they kind of move the some of the in person stuff to right to online. We talked about New York. We talked about Ohio, Illinois. Having Chicago there makes sense too. That's what I thought too about Illinois. You got a major market, big sports town. Wonder how the mobsters feel about it. Yeah. Big Jack over there, just Fat Jack's been <laughs> has legs come out from cut out from under him. There'll always be people wanting to bet on credit, though. Fat Jack, you'll be all right. There'll be people that bet on credit. Those are the bets you don't want to take, though. Wonder if we could rename Eli to Fat Jack. I don't think he'll like it. I don't think he'd like it either. Yeah, he's skinny, Eli. <laughs> he doesn't get to, to be Fat Jack. Oh man, yeah, it's. Uh, I just think it's fascinating, and and. I'm I'm one who keeps thinking, given the money that's being spent by all these books in terms of their marketing and advertising, because we all see it, we get hit over the head with it constantly. And I keep thinking, man, the bottom's got to fall out on that, but maybe not. It doesn't feel like it, honestly. It just keeps happening. I think what's happened is we've seen some of the books like WinBet and some others close down. I think that's what's probably going to happen. Some of these big powers are going to just, you know, wipe out the the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to go away, but yeah, maybe you don't have the seven or eight options in each state, which you could argue is a bad thing, that you want as many options as possible because of the pricing, and the more options, the better they have to treat the consumer, because like if you are a serious gambler, you'll, you'll go where the best lines are, and the, the lowest juice, and all those things, and less competition means they can maybe offer you worse things. From that type of you know, from that standpoint of regul uh, regulation, that's maybe not a bad thing. Although, maybe if there's fewer companies, they also weed out the bad ones that kind of screw you over and take advantage of you. So maybe on the other hand, it would be a good thing. Just kind of depends, I guess. Another quick quiz. Let's hear it. Come on, I can do it. How much? Estimated. How much? Money was placed in bets, so in handle, for the Super Bowl. This is nationwide. Nationwide. One point four billion. Sam, it's not a bad guess. Yeah, I think it's definitely over a billion. Well, you're right. You're, you're right. That's that's a good hedge, but um, eleven billion. Nope. A hundred billion. Uh no. A trillion. Well, it was only a again reminder. There was only 120 billion in handle, 23 billion for just so almost 20 percent of that yearly total. Well, now that's the 2024 Super Bowl, so yeah. it's not that percentage. But no, yeah, I think that goes ahead and tells us that the the upcoming 2024 year is going to blow past the 120 billion dollar handle from last year. I think we're going to yeah. be up closer to 150, 170. Yeah. Surprisingly, those damn Swifties, man, they got a gambling problem. 
Surprisingly, though, they're saying the Nevada books only uh, recorded about 186 million of that. Well, you know, I imagine that less people have to go to the Super Bowl, have to go to the Vegas Super Bowl. Like, I have to go to Vegas for that. Like, that used to be a trip me and my friend wanted to do. And, hey, let's not worry about sending money grams in Western unions. Let's just go to Vegas and we could do it right there in person. It'll be great. Now you don't have to do that. Now there's no real point to having to go. If you want the live casino experience, the live sportsbook experience, and you live in Tennessee, eh, just go to Cherokee. Yeah. They got in-person betting there. Or just sit on your couch. I have not been to Cherokee. How's the book over there? I mean, it's an environment. Uh, Well, there's two different versions of Cherokee. There's the one up here, you know, and, the, and then there's River Valley that's down a little bit closer to Atlanta. And the one at River Valley is smaller and not great. The one up here is solid. It's fun. Yeah. And it's got TVs. I love a good sports book. Just go in there, have a drink, maybe a cigar. I don't know. I watched Tennessee get its ass beat by Missouri at the sports book at Cherokee, and that wasn't fun because there were a lot of Georgia fans there that were rooting, laughing at us and rooting against us and betting on Missouri. And I'm surprised there's not more fights in sports books. When I see the video like from the Super Bowl, like the, the walk-off touchdown, you got people cheering and going crazy and guys standing on tables and like <laughs> – I'm surprised somebody just there hasn't been more fights because like you throw money into the mix and usually like alcohol and things and trash talk. I'm surprised we don't get more more square ups. I can't help but think every time I see those videos that the guy standing on the table probably won like twenty dollars. That's what I always think of the guy standing and hooting and hollering. Yeah, I told you I went to the Super Bowl. I, I stayed in the room to watch the game. I was like, I don't want to be down there. <laughs> I got too much money for me on this game. I don't need to be around people hooting and hollering and messing up my vibe and messing up my mojo because I think I would be really upset at that. So I just tend to like watching the big games at home or hanging in the city, hanging in the, um, hanging in the room. I um, I remember going – I was in Vegas for one of the national championship games. I think it was Michigan-Louisville, and um, I was like so fired up going – I was like, man, I hit the sports book. I go down to my hotel sports book, and you can't get near it. Yeah. You know, so I had to like sit in one, like at the bar, way in the back, and I was like, "Man, this isn't." I almost did go back to the room. I was like, "This isn't fun." Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you know, uh, we, we've got we've had a tradition with my friends to go kind of for the first NFL opening weekend. If you got at least three or four people, you just gotta pay, pay the hundred dollars, reserve a decent little table, reserve a yeah. little spot. It's worth it. Yep. Because otherwise, you're just gonna be fighting for position and everything. So if you're gonna go, just spend a little money and buy a table. Shows, uh, yeah, shows I'm a novice because yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point, though. Yeah, yeah. Titans Bill wanted to let us know that there's a sports book in the Tri Cities up in Virginia. Yeah, like Tri Cities area, Virginia. Yeah, like Johnson where City, Bristol Virginia, is because I mean, yeah, there's that Virginia stuff, casino. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was in, yeah. the, in that. Casino. I didn't know about that. No, I only knew about Cherokee. So yeah. or maybe he's talking about Fat Jack. Maybe he's got a maybe he's got a guy up there. <laughs> maybe, yeah, he's got a guy. That's anything's a sports book if you got a bookie. I've heard him. Just text him. Heard Carol Burnett frequents that sports book. There you go. Thanks, Bill. Might be why he knows. No, that's good. Some good intel. I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. Sam sent us a break. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game. Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Craft. Back on the program, Bob, you said you have something the audience needs to see. Yes, um, 
You can check it out, certainly, on social media. And this is back to SEC basketball for just one quick second, and that is the continued fall from grace for Vanderbilt basketball. Uh, they lost at home last night to Georgia by, I think, 14. Just uh, the bleeding won't stop with that program right now. And Jerry Stackhouse, in his uh, post-game press conference, got asked a question about his job security, something that's been – discussed by a lot of folks, even us. Um, and he had this to say via our friend Trey Wallace. Stackhouse said, and I quote, no weapons formed against me shall prosper. There were 12, there was 12 disciples, right? Only one of them was a Judas. I have a lot of people pulling for me, a lot of people pulling for our team. And then he said, I got hired here to do a job and I've been trending in the right direction for a long time. It's a little tone deaf, maybe. I don't know. I love when we get to talking about Jesus and Judas. <laughs> yeah. That's when that's that's the part of college basketball that I love. I think back to Dane O'Neill calling Dave Hart Judas after Conzo left us. And now we got it with Jerry Stackhouse. When you start quoting scripture and you start taking the higher meaning approach, that's when you know the coach is cooked. Cooked. Make him a graphic. <laughs> <laughs> blasphemed, crucified. No, that's too far. So he says he's trending in the right direction and has been for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Good on him. I mean, uh, you know, however many wins they have this year, it's like, don't they have like five or six or something like that? He thinks very lowly about the job he's done the last couple of years, I guess, if he thinks he's trending in the right direction <sighs> after this year. Yeah. I mean, I just – and I didn't realize how many – kids transferred out of that program last year yeah it was like a half a dozen and they're all they've all gone to places and are contributing you know they're playing well yeah you would think that they wouldn't be near as bad if they had held on to some of their players which i don't right. know you know maybe if you're stackhouse you could say those guys left because of nil maybe vanderbilt's not doing doing their job there maybe not pulling their weight there maybe like hey you know if you gave me some resources to keep my players we wouldn't suck so bad or maybe they transferred to get away from him. I don't know. I don't know what the reason was. It's hard to tell. I mean, they they we've covered this too. They got to hand it to them. At one point late last season, they were locked in. I mean, they they made a little noise in the SEC tournament, and I, so you would think that doesn't sound like a team that was checked out on their coach, but something happened. And maybe it was NIL. I don't know, but he's not. Uh, again, good coaches figure out ways to work around it. Hasn't really happened this year. So I wouldn't consider that trending in the right direction. No, I like it. I like it. I like when people start quoting scripture. I like when they start getting really defensive. I like whenever athletes and, and coaches give us something to work with. We we saw it now. I guess we talked about the big story of the offseason being Justin Fields, and I guess he's tired of being the big story. He had a quote about unfollowing the Bears that I thought was funny. He's like, hey, just because you might not follow that girl on IG doesn't mean you don't mess with her, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Treating his his lover like a, a sneaky link. Like, no, I'm not following her. Uh-uh. But now he just says he wants all of it to be over. He's tired of the trade talk. He's sad. He was on, what, the St. Brown Brothers podcast? Yeah. And Did, I, guess, I didn't know they had a podcast, but. Amon Ra, it looked like, I think it was Amon Ra had the colored hair rocking. I didn't watch it. Yeah. They, uh, I saw a little Wouldn't of it. it. He talked to boy. He said a lot of nice things about the Atlanta Falcons. Did he? Yeah, about how many weapons they have, and they might just need one more. And 
That's funny. I mean, it's it's a way to like make your trade request and flirt with the team without like getting in any trouble from the league for tampering or doing anything that's deemed bad. It's just like, no, I'm just having a podcast conversation. It's fun. New media. Just doing a little journalistic work with my friends. It's very true. Man, those Falcons, they look good, huh? They just need a quarterback that can run around and make some plays. I mean, that's where I think it makes the most sense for Justin Fields to end up. But I do think it's funny that he's on there, like, openly, like, kind of begging, like, hey, come get me. Please, just don't let me go to Mike Tomlin. I don't want to play with him. I, I will say, I hadn't really thought about him in Atlanta. It'd be, it'd be interesting. He also said his favorite non-home stadium is the Steelers. Really? Yeah. So oh, he's, wow. he's covering all his bases. He is. <laughs> he's That's like, funny. just get me out of Chicago. Love just that. Naming any team that might be interested in him. <laughs> right. You know, I really like Starbucks and, and seafood as well. <laughs> I love fish. That Justin Jefferson guy. Man. Really got to respect what the Vikings have with Jefferson and Addison. Those guys are studs. <laughs> Quarterback away. Yeah. That's a pretty good move, actually. <laughs> just flirt with all of them. Like, I'm interested. Please come get me. His agent is just crying, though. Eh. His agent's probably like, get him somewhere that actually, like, because, like, whoever trades for him probably going to give him a contract. You think immediately? I would imagine so. Like, I think they'll still make him play another year. You think probably. so? I guess. I, mean, I just imagine if you're the Falcons and you give up a, a high second round pick or or something that you you kind of got to give him at least a little bit of an extension. Maybe it's not the the four years, two hundred million dollars or whatever he's going to want, but I would imagine it has to be at least like a two year, like sixty million dollar deal. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. I mean, because you don't want him to then hit free agency and you you lose him. Although I don't know. You still get his fifth year option too, right? <laughs> yeah. I hear him saying. Hey, you know, Colorado, you got to love a state that has legalized weed. Yeah. It's a great state. Sean Payton got a lot of respect for him and, oh, yeah, the weed. Love skiing. <laughs> Not the cocaine, though. No, just the weed and, and skiing, real skiing. Oh, God. That's funny. FanDuel got into the content business yesterday, Sam. Did you see that? They ranked the 32 quarterbacks oh, yeah. in the NFL. Oh, my goodness. This is the worst list I've ever seen in my life. They rank the 32. FanDuel's in the content business. I guess they pay Kay Adams and a couple of the the uh, influencers, but they... Have you heard rumors that she might be dating Shams, Sharanya? I don't believe it. I wouldn't be surprised if they had hooked up. Yeah. He's... Do you see the Valentine's Day gift he sent her? Yeah. No, I didn't. He sent her some shoes, like some special shoes from like the some event. Was it the, was it the They went to the Super Bowl together. Oh yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was wearing these shoes and she was like, I like your shoes. They're at and some so event. he sent her the same pair. And he sent her the same pair and he signed the car with like love, all my love or something like that. I don't know. He's I, trying I hard. He's throwing he's throwing it all out there. Either that or he knows it's good for his brand either way. But, you know, I am it does make me happy that that Shams is maybe you know, getting it in. I thought maybe he was just kind of a machine that just did nothing but look at his phone. And he and likes he likes fashion. We know that. He's always talking about that stuff when he came on McAfee. But yeah, Fanduel got into the content business. They ranked the thirty-two quarterbacks in the NFL. No surprises at the top. I don't have a problem with the top. Mahomes, number two, Josh Allen. Three, Lamar. Four, Joe Burrow. I got no issue with the top four. You got an issue with the top four? No. Bob, any issue with the top four? No. 
Number five, C.J. Stroud. A little premature, but you know, whatever. I, I'm glad that he's got the spot over Justin Herbert. I I can give I can give C.J. Stroud the nod over Herbert. Stafford, Herbert, Love at eight, Dak nine, Jalen Hurts at ten. Okay. Then I fast forward kind of to the bottom, which by the way they are they already have Caleb Williams as the twelfth best quarterback in the NFL. Do you agree with that? Hell no. Putting any rookie on this list outside of the bottom three legit illegitimizes it to me. You think so? I think so. I don't care how good of a prospect you are. I mean, when you tell me Stroud was so good last year and Stroud was probably around like the number 12 spot, like I think it might be fair to expect Caleb Williams to come in and play at that level. Now, I mean, I think it's dumb to already put him there because he hasn't proven it. But if he is who he's supposed to be, I'd say it's probably about where he's going to be penciled in. Sure. But yeah, he hasn't, but he hasn't proven it. Yeah, exactly. you got to prove it. Hasn't played a snap yet. Geno, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins round out the top half of the league. Brock Purdy from MVP finalist to 17th. Kyler Murray, Tua, Justin Fields. There's there's 17 through 20. Any issue there? It kind of surprises me. Stats don't lie, though. surprises me how much Tua has slipped in the eyes of folks i mean early in the season last year in the first half of the season he was arguably in the in, in the mvp conversation oh 100 yeah but so was brock purdy and he's right there only two spots ahead of him at 17 yeah. so it's just interesting i and again i think you reap what you sow i don't think i don't think it's wrong i'm just it's an observation that i feel like to a man he went from way high to kind of middle of the pack now 21 drake may which I, that to me, he's way too high. I don't. I think. I think he kind of stinks. Oh wait, actually, no. That, that's the rookie. I was thinking Sam Howell. Never mind. Drake May already number twenty-one. Okay, that's a little weird. Anthony Richardson twenty-two. He's ahead of Anthony. Jane Daniels twenty-three. Baker twenty-four. Baker's like, man, the disrespect. What do I got to do here? Twenty-five. Deshaun Watson. Twenty-six. Daniel Jones. Twenty-seven. Michael Penix Jr. 28, Russell Wilson. 29, Derek Carr. God, I haven't heard of somebody. 30, Bryce Young. <laughs> 31, J.J. McCarthy. 32, Will Levis. Wow. That guy was the worst quarterback in the league, Bob. The worst. That guy even number 32. Over some of those. No, behind. No, I'm, no, Five I'm quarterbacks who haven't played a snap that's in the league. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Now, obviously, you know, not over those top three guys, but, yeah, over J.J. McCarthy and Penix, uh, they're choosing them over him. Did he watch Bryce Young last year? Will Levis was better than Bryce Young last year. Wow. Baker Mayfield's just not 24 either. That's what I'm saying. If I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm mad about this too. <laughs> I don't know if we just found the world's biggest Geno Smith fan to have him ranked at number 13. I got to be honest, though, as I'm looking at the list, Sam, is there anybody you would actually put Will Levis ahead of that, that isn't a rookie? Yeah. Okay, um, who? I mean, if you were – based on what I saw from him last year, I think I would put him – I would take him right now over, like, Daniel Jones. Okay. I would take him over Derek Carr. Okay. I would take him over 
I think I'll take him over Baker. I'm going to gamble on that one that I think Levis turns out, you know, keeps playing well, but I think I'm going to take him over Baker. Um, yeah, I'll probably take him over Russell Wilson now, too. Okay. Is that it in the list? Yeah. Okay. For now. I mean, I think he's in like the 20 range, 20 to 25. Take that would be Randy my range. Uh, no. Okay. Probably not right now. Like, I would put Anthony Richardson and then Will Levis, like, right behind him. Okay. All right. Put him over Bryce Young, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot that he played, too. (laughs) Number 32, Bob. That's. This got me, like, unnecessarily mad for just (laughs) February. (laughs) Say I was driving around punching a steering wheel, like, really? (laughs) Michael Penix Jr. is not even going to be a first-round pick. What the hell? Well, I'm taking it personally too. With, of course, Richardson only played a handful of games, but they had they had Drake May ahead of him. It's funny that we're doing all this talk this offseason about the guy that they're ranking number twentieth, though. Like we're talking about Justin Fields so much, and he's the twentieth best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Hour two in the books. We'll kick off hour three with some overrated, underrated. Coach Polinski joining us at nine twenty. Stay locked in on Fan Run Radio.